This is The Business Machine. We talk with small business owners and entrepreneurs to get their advice on how they run their machines. These inspirational leaders share with us some of the tools they use to run their machines and talk about some of the mistakes they made along the way and what they learned. As business owners, we're all trying to fuel our machines, create a great team and put tools in place so that eventually our machines will run themselves. So get ready. Up next, the business machines firing up. Hi, everyone, and welcome back to another exciting episode of The Business Machine. I'm your host and CEO of Michigan Creative, Brian Town. Again, you guys probably are really sick and tired of me saying this, but today we've got somebody from Australia once again, and she is just going to really open our eyes into things that you can do as a person and an individual and really talk about oh, just all kinds of revolutionary stuff. And I just love her stuff, and I was, I've been following her for a while now. So Kat Laterzo is a business coach best-selling author, speaker, and mentor to revolutionary leaders who want it all on their terms. Having built a seven-figure online fitness business, Kat draws on that experience when she mentors her coaching students how to create their own successful businesses online. Good morning, Kat. How are you? Good morning, Brian. I'm doing great, and thank you so much for having me on the show. Thank you so much for being on here, too. And I you know, we interview a lot of great people on here too, but one of the things I like about you, and you had mentioned it um, when you guys had uh, an opportunity to have Gary V on a live, um, I don't even, what was it really even a podcast? Was it? it was just like a live, like a hangout, a live hangout. hangout. Yeah. And I, I think what I like is you're authentic, and what you see is what you get. And, and, you know, if you read your website and you go, and even some of your emails, that's really who you are. Is that right? Yeah, that's, I mean, that's what it's all about for me. And I spent some time in my business where I was trying to conform or show up in a particular way because I thought that I had to be quote unquote professional and mm -hmm. it was just exhausting basically. Um, but I also, I, this, this will sound rather dramatic, but I kind of felt like I was killing my soul <laughs> by having to perform in business in a way that was just not who I was. And I, I, I remember a specific day just kind of throwing my hands up in the air, like literally as well as metaphorically and saying to my husband, if this is the way that it has to be to build a, a million dollar business, then I just don't even want to do it. I would rather go back to working in the gym as a personal sure. trainer, which was, which was my previous career and, and one that I was passionate about, but not one that I saw as doing for life. And um, so I had this, this basically moment in time, which was a culmination of a lot of different things in my business that weren't in alignment and just got to a point where I thought, no, nah, that's it. I'm done. Fuck this shit. I'm just going to be who I am and, and people can take it or leave it. And I, I talk about that moment a lot and I actually call it my fuck this shit moment. <laughs> so how does that, that, I love that. I mean, that's, that's as honest as you possibly can get it. And I imagine... Was there ever a point where, or has there been a point where maybe you lost somebody because of that? And I, I know you're probably going to say it doesn't matter. I don't care. But was right. that ever a concern? Um, it wasn't a concern. I was aware of it. And, and look, I think by that point in time, I'd been in business for long enough that I, I wasn't like I wasn't naive about it. I knew that I was going to lose people. Um, in fact, I was almost rubbing my hands in glee at the idea of it, to be quite frank. Yeah, because you didn't really want to work just, with them anyway. I, yeah, I was <laughs> fed up. I totally was just, I don't even care anymore. Like, I honestly felt like if I never make another dollar again, but I get to say what I want to say and share what I believe my true message is with the world and just do it on my terms, 
then I'm going to be happy because mm-hmm. I'd made a lot of money, but I'd, I'd never seemed to manage my money well. And, and I was, you know, that was a process I had to go through to learn how to manage money, not just make it. Yeah. Um, so that was one thing on a practical level. But it, it was almost as though money was, would slip through my fingers no matter how much I made. Um, I never seemed to have anything to show for it. And I really believed and I believe still that you can't create true wealth if you're not in a place of the right service, um, as in doing the work that you're called to do. And it is possibly, a, you know, for, I know for some people that beliefs a little bit of like people who roll their eyes and go, oh, you just didn't manage your money well, which is also true on a practical level. But I think that's because my personal underlying belief is that I I don't want to get rich um, or so-called successful doing something that's not what I'm meant to be doing in the world because to me that would be a trap and I felt at the time that I was falling into that trap, I was making money, I was hustling, I was building a, a business and a brand but it wasn't what I was meant to be doing with my life and I knew it and I felt like if I don't walk away then I, will I ever be able to because I'll become trapped by the money. So it was almost like a deliberate for me, it was almost, I, I deliberately wanted to, I went, maybe destroy is too much of a, a strong word, but, <laughs> but, I, but I, I made a conscious choice to walk away from the money. I literally walked away from making six figures a month at the time and, and basically turned off those income streams deliberately because they weren't, I knew it wasn't what I was meant to be doing. And so I very much kind of put myself on the line or drew that line in the sand and thought, well, no, nah, I'm not going to continue going down this path because I don't know that I'll ever escape it and I'll end up being, you know, like buffy or, well, so-called rich, but selling my soul for yeah. it. And to me, that's not really well. So I, I just had the deep belief or the faith that um, I could find a way to make a lot of money and, and an impact, but do it on my terms and, and do it. Um, from a place of alignment, but I mean, I, I basically went nearly bankrupt after that and went through, <laughs> kind of went through financial. I was going to say, so, <laughs> yeah. So take <laughs> us to that point, you know, because people are listening, going, "Well, shit, I'm not going to do that then." But so right. tell, yeah, yeah. a great idea, and I used to tell people that too yeah. when I first started. <laughs> yeah, when I first started my company, because I was a I was an educator for 15 years before I just quit and did the same thing. And when I first started my company, you know, there was that sort of fresh sort of this is cool and this is awesome. It's going to be great. And I would tell people who ask me, you know, I would just say, yeah, just go do it. And you know, here we are five years later, and boy, it took us it took us a lot of sweat, a lot of tears, a lot of alcohol to get to where we are today and that and now i tell I people that. yeah a lot and now i, I tell people yeah, yeah lots of alcohol <laughs> and i tell people now hey man you know be, don't just quit work on something on the side until you can really get it going so take me to cat that that point of okay i'm I, i'm not happy i don't care about money i have to do something else this is what I'm going to do. And, and what do you do? And somebody's going to, you know, comes up to you at a party or and they say, Hey, what do you do? What is that? And how did you come to that? How did you go? This is it. It was just, a, it, it was a moment of truth, I guess, where I like, okay, this is my fuck this shit moment, right? Which I mentioned before, like, this is the actual moment. I didn't just say that for um, effect. Yeah. <laughs> it was an actual, it was an actual moment where I was walking my, at the time, newborn son, um, my second child, I was walking him, him in his stroller and um, I was in tears 
and I, I had traveled across the country to speak at a, to do a speaking engagement and I'd taken a baby with me because he was so young. And so I was staying at my mum's house and I was just on this walk and I was in tears and I was on the phone to my husband who was back home. Um, and I was just basically, you know, like crying and in despair and going, why is, why are things not getting any better? This was the period where, you know, I'd walked away from making a lot of money and basically said to myself, well, I'm going to have faith that I can make money doing what I love and find a way to monetize my true message. But, but then it hadn't been working, right? Like I, nothing, I'd been throwing balls out there and, and nothing been really coming back and it, it was just getting harder and harder. And in fact, I'd sold out, we'd sold our house, um, and sold my car and sold like my mega share portfolio that I had and oh even sold God. like handbags and sold handbags and stuff on eBay. Wow. So like I'd like really got to a point where I'd sold air, literally everything that I had to sell, like even down to small things on eBay and used up all of my money. And it was like literally like, you know, it sounds like some kind of story from a book or something, which it will be one day, don't worry. But like <laughs> 89 cents in one account and a dollar twenty in another account and like $2.89 in another account, something like that. And just didn't even have money to buy food, basically. Um, oh my gosh. And I just, I was crying about all of this um, to my husband and just kind of angry and just like nothing new at the time, right? Just going over and over again on, you know, different stuff that we'd already been talking about and that I'd been like wailing about for months, it seemed at the time. Um, and just, I remember stopping on the street as I was pushing the stroller and just going, you know what? fuck this shit, I am done, I'm just done with this, I'm not going to do this anymore, um, I don't care what, I, I don't care what has to happen, I don't care how it happens, but I'm going to find a way to make money doing what I love, and what that came from, and, and I'd sort of already been saying that, but it was like a moment of clarity where I actually committed to it, and I realized that I hadn't been committed to it prior to that. I yeah, because I think thought, you think about that, you probably were thinking that here and there, like, look, I'm going to be able to do this, I'm going to make money, but I, I, I can feel, my, I know what you felt like, because there's a point there where you're like, yeah, okay, now I really mean it, or this is Right, it. right, that's exactly right, and it, it, it came from a moment of truth of knowing that, well, this message was already inside of me, it was already there the whole time, right, yeah. like, I always... You know, I always knew that I was going to impact people um, to live their dream life, basically, and to make money or to create a life based on having their version of it all. But it sounded quite vague in my head or quite um, uh, a little bit woo-woo, I guess. So just kind of like, yeah, sure. you know, well, what does that even mean? And so that, that's what I mean when I started answering the question and then went on off as I do on a massive tangent there. But it was just this moment of finally admitting to myself, well, that was what you were always supposed to do. You were always supposed to impact other people to live an amazing life and to know that they could have it all. And I'd had that knowledge within me for as long as I could remember, right? Um, like even back on the schoolyard, basically. But yet I hadn't ever tried to make it happen. And I'd, I'd basically listened to my own bullshit like, well, I don't know how to do that or who wants to hear me do that. And this was just a moment, the, the fuck that shit moment was just a moment of going, well, I'm actually going to do this now. And it, it was just, it was very simple. It was probably nothing that I hadn't said before, except I was doing it with, with commitment for the first time. And with, and also with the, I think this is big, um, not only seeing it with commitment, but with finally realizing that it didn't matter how it was going to happen, right? Mm -hmm. Like I didn't have to keep sitting here and trying to figure out a plan. I just had to commit to the outcome. And trust that I would find the plan. Do you know what I mean? Yeah. Now, 
is that kind of because I'm reading, you know, I've read through a lot of your stuff in the Badass Business Babe book series. You know, I'm, I'm going to get that. Can I read that? Am I allowed to read that? Can I be a babe? I, you're allowed to be a badass business babe. Oh, right. You can be an honorary, honorary babe. Dudes are allowed to be babes. <laughs> I market yes. all my stuff to women. I market all my stuff to women. Yeah. Um, obviously, and I talk a lot about super women and kick-ass women and being a badass business babe. But I have probably 20% of my audience is, is male. And so I got, yeah. it got a little bit wordy there for a while. I was kind of like super women and super men. It was just getting too wordy. So in the end, I was like, look, sorry, dudes, you're just going to have to roll with it. Well, we're going to come over there. My guy friends and I, we're, <laughs> we're going to pick it outside of your office out there, you know. Men's, men's rights out there. <laughs> men's rights. Awesome. <laughs> well, I, I have a program that has the word superwoman in the title, and I even have men join that program. I bet you do. So, I bet you do. Clearly, people are cool with it, which is awesome. I love it. So you've taken what – so really, correct me if I'm wrong, you've basically taken your journey and what was going on with you and after you were successful, and now you're sharing it with your customers. And so what is that? What do you share? Yeah. I mean, I know there's more to it than that, but if somebody had to say, mm. you know, if, if I could say, you know what, you should really talk to Kat because she does this. And this is something that I think would be very helpful for you and get you out of this rut and, and allow you to do this. And what would that this be? Okay. So, yeah, I mean, the, there's a lot of different things that I do with my clients and a small amount of it is strategy based to do with, I guess, branding personal branding and yep. online marketing and that sort of thing but that's you know that that side of it honestly is like the, the smallest component and to me it's not important unless you've got the deeper level stuff sorted so the real thing that I do with my clients is um, essentially work with them to get into permission and clarity around what they really want to do and to take ownership of what their calling is and what is the message that they want to share with the world my community, my clients, my, my extended community, not just those people who pay me, but my community is made up of essentially people who want to build a powerful personal brand and get really famous for who they are. And mm -hmm. so that could be as an author, speaker, leader, coach, um, performing artist of some kind, celebrity, athlete even, really doesn't matter what, what they do. It's, it's who they want to be and they want to be who they are basically and they want to have an impact by virtue of who they are. So essentially these people have something within them that they want to share with the world, whether it's a, a message as an author, speaker, leader, or um, something that they want to create and unleash through their art or through their work. And so where I come in is really helping people who are already super high achievers, typically absolutely kicking goals in their business and in their life, but they feel like they're holding back and they feel as though there's something deeper within me, um, but who am I to do that? Or yeah, how would I even do that? That's what I was yeah. going to ask you is that who am I? You know, and that's one of the things. And I get it a lot too as a CEO. I'm like, well, you know, yeah, we're doing okay. We're doing pretty good. But who am I to have this kind of success? And, you know, and why should I even be the one that's in front of this company and so on and so forth? So I, I imagine you get that a lot. Do, do you also get that people think, yeah, they're really successful, you know, they're doing a really good job in their business and maybe in their life, but they don't feel that they really have anything else to offer. And then when you're able to pull that out of them, it's kind of like, isn't that the fate? One of one of the things that you do probably best. Yeah, I look, I think people say sometimes I don't know what I'm really called to do or what my true message is. Sure. And, and honestly, my short answer to that is bullshit. You do know, really, um, I'm not trying to be mean but, but I'm not saying you're lying, right? Because I totally believe that people don't know how to express it or they, they don't know how to answer that question. 
what I mean when I say that's bullshit is, no, it's, it is already there. It's within you. We just need to extract it. And largely people have stuffed down the knowledge or the awareness of what they really want to do because of self-belief and confidence stuff and just because we're conditioned, I guess, to, to feel like there's a certain way that you have to perform or show up in the online space or, or in general in the world, right? So I just help people to, to tap back into what they already know. I think everybody knows or they have a sensation at least of what they're called to do and what their purpose is. Maybe they can't put it into words and that's totally fine. I can help people to do that. But I, I have... I can't even think of a, a conversation that I've had where I haven't been able to help somebody tap back into their calling or purpose within less than 10 minutes. Wow. It's usually six to eight minutes. And it's really just acknowledging something they already knew. Often though, they it was more like a feeling that they had within them. And, um, you know, the feeling is like they, they think to themselves, well, that's not even a real thing though, right? So then I'll help them get it out. And they're like, yeah, but that's not like a thing. I'm like, no, no, that's a thing. <laughs> like, that's, that actually that, is a thing. <laughs> that's what we're talking about here. Like this feeling or this sensation or this knowledge that you have inside of you where you feel like, I just want people to understand. And I like, here's one of the questions I ask people, my clients a lot to help them get clear on this stuff. I say, well, if you had like a megaphone to speak to the world and you had five minutes where you're allowed to share one message with the whole world, like what is the message that you would want to shake the world with right now? Um, and when people answer that question, that speaks a lot to what they really believe and what they think is important. So take us to 2000, what are we, 2026. Give us 10 years, Kat. I'd like to look in the future for our company. Where do you see your business, your personal brand, and what would you like to see in 10 years? I think that where the future of online business is going, I mean, I mean, look, obviously, you know, actually ask Gary Vee a similar question to this and he was like, I can't predict the future, which is a great way to answer that question. But I feel like entertainment is a big part of it for those of us who have a personal brand to mm -hmm. build um, and and who want, and if you want to be a public figure and, and kind of be known or be famous for who you are, then to me the future is more content, um, more consistently of a higher quality. But when I say higher quality, it's really important. Like, I mean, at the moment, I'm producing some really high level stuff. I've got my own online show that I just launched yesterday, in fact, which is like professionally created. And that's awesome. But and I'm really proud of it. But at the same time, I don't want to imply to people that you have to, you know, get stuff professionally produced, because a lot of how I've built my business has been just with my phone doing like little selfie videos, and that sort of thing. Um, and, you know, I don't think that you have to be producing like at a Hollywood level, <laughs> right, but right. at the same time, at the same time, I do think that if you're going to invest time and energy and money and resources anywhere into your business, if your business is in any way reflecting who you are and building a personal brand, then that money and time and energy would be uh, well spent invested into creating a higher level of content more consistently um, and getting it out there, you know, in a way that really captures people's attention. And so that is where there's going to be a blend. I feel there's going to be more and more of a blend over time between entertainment in the traditional sense yeah. and inspiration and, you know, motivational and empowerment based stuff that we do with personal branding and with the online world as, as you know, those of us who have a message to share. This episode of The Business Machine is sponsored by the one and only Michigan Creative. That's right. Michigan Creative sponsors this Business Machine podcast for now. So if you have other sponsors that would be willing to sponsor our little 
Business Machine Podcast. It's a great resource for business owners across the globe. And this one is sponsored by us here at Michigan Creative. Michigan Creative is a full service marketing and design firm in Lansing, Michigan. We provide mobile friendly websites, digital marketing, video production, branding, graphic design, and much, much more. So we'd love to work with you uh, wherever you are, and we really just want to talk to you. So if you want to just talk to us here at Michigan Creative, you can call me. My cell phone is 517-899-4533, or just visit michigancreative.com. All right, back to the show. Everybody who's listening to this right now, too, they may, you know, I guess the question I want to ask, does, does everybody have to be famous for who they are? Does everybody have to? Yeah, yeah. yeah. Well, you know, no, I mean, what's what's the value? Like, because I, I guess what I'm trying to get at is, you know, we'll have listeners, and maybe they don't even want to try to do speaking events, or maybe they're maybe they're doing just fine in the job that they have. But you know, what is the benefit to somebody? Are there other things that can come from this besides just being famous for who you are? I, I guess I just want to see if there's reasons why there's other people that are thinking, hey, what can this do for me mm. in everything, yep. every piece of my life? Yeah, that, that's a really powerful question, actually. And look, okay, I think if, I can say that question in, in two different ways. If it's business-related, let's say somebody has a business and it's totally not about who they are, it's not a personal brand at all, yep. the, the same thing still applies. Like even if you're selling some little physical product, right, that product still has to stand for something and it still has to have a why behind it and a reason that it exists and it's not just for functionality even if it's like the most functional product in the world, like it's, you know, a spark plug or something that's like, well, it serves a very specific and very functional purpose. There's still going to be, you know, with any product, there's still emotion behind it and there's still attachment. And that's why people will buy Kleenex tissues over a different brand, right? Or a particular brand of toilet paper or a particular brand of hand sanitizer or whatever, right? People have emotional associations with brands. And with, you know, even the most functional of, of products, one of the best analogies I heard was, was for the brand Harley Davidson, which is obviously a brand that has a lot of emotion attached to it. Um, but it is a good example of, of a brand where, well, this is a product that serves a particular purpose. It gets you from A to B. But yet, you know, nobody's walking around getting like a Suzuki tattoo on their back, right? Like yeah, you no. do that if you own a Harley Davidson. I actually have a Suzuki t- tattoo on my back. Oh, well, you, no. you know, you're the only person in the world who has this disease. <laughs> 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 and I know you did that on purpose just to destroy my story. <laughs> yeah, it's huge. It's huge. <laughs> it's huge. Um, so, you know, you've got to realize that regardless of what you're selling, you, you are selling emotion and emotion is what sells. And so having a message applies for all forms of business, not just for personal branding. So I'd really encourage anybody who's yeah. in business, regardless of what that business is, to ask that same question. Well, if you're, you, okay, maybe it's not you standing in front of the world with a megaphone sharing a message. Maybe it's your product. Like imagine your product had a voice and it was standing in front of the world and, and it had like five minutes or one minute even to say something, what would it say? I like that, what yeah. does it say? I like that a lot. What is that? Thank you. And I think that that gives, you know, some mission and intent, which is what it's all about. It's about connecting with people as people. Yeah, and there's so many messages too that are out there today. You've got to really get people with that emotion and you really got to connect to that person, whether it's a product or if you're an actual person because the amount of messages that we see on a daily basis is just enormous. And so making that personal connection with somebody is huge. I mean, that's that's what selling is and that's what it's always been. But today, I think it's ever so more important. Kat, what do you do 
to keep yourself moving. We call this the business machine podcast because we think that you and I as CEOs and owners of our company, we're a big piece of the machine. Um, so there's lots of other things that are too, but you know, what do you do to make sure every day that you're doing the best for cat? That, yeah, that's where it gets messy between the lines <laughs> between business, the lines between business and personal life are so blurred. And I've often said my yeah. business is me yeah, and I, I am my business and life is my business. And it's all just a big blend, um, which, which I firmly believe in. Occasionally, I tell myself, let's have a day off from business. Um, Sunday, for example, Sundays are typically a day where I don't work and it's more of a family and a rest day. Um, so sort of observing the Sabbath there basically um, because that's how I grew up, but also because I think we all need that one day a week of reflection. Even then though, like I got to about 5 p.m. in the afternoon yesterday on Sunday and I'd, you know, I'd had a great day on the beach with my kids and had some relaxation time and gone and done a workout and read read a novel even <laughs> like wow, a normal good. person yeah, whoa. yeah. what <laughs> i know right let's um, talk about was, that it was, somewhat, yeah. it was somewhat self so it was somewhat self-help related actually sure, let's be I honest bet. I bet. um but i sort of got to that point i was like oh like i'm just really antsy and itchy and i really just wanted to like get get you know dive in and do a little bit of business stuff and clear some things for the week so i did that just for an hour or so and, and then went out for dinner so the point is i I don't actively try to separate business from life. What I do try to do is listen into myself and to what I need. And I'm pretty disciplined with daily personal um, fitness routines and I eat well and and I take time out for some form of meditation each day and I have daily playtime with my kids. And so there's quite a discipline and a routine there around the things that I value and that are important to me and they're, they're largely habitual which is I think pretty important otherwise it just doesn't happen right from there for me my focus is is listening in to myself and so some days when I'm listening in and being true to myself some days that means stay up till 3 or 4 a.m and then get up at 6 a.m because I'm hustling and I'm like in the zone creatively and I just want to produce stuff and get it out there whereas other days it might mean that I'll get to 11 or 12 during the daytime and I'll go you know what shut the computer and I'll go down to the mall to my favorite massage place and I'll, I'll have a massage and then I'll go for a walk on the beach and then I'll take my daughter on an outing after school instead of, you know, having her do her normal after school routine. And, you know, so some days it really is just kind of throwing my hands up and going, no, I'm not going to do anything else for the yeah. rest of the day that's work related. But other days it's completely work, the work, opposite work. extreme. And the only time it, that doesn't work for me is if I start to get caught up in my head and telling myself that I have to do a certain amount of work or even alternatively that I have to take time out because sometimes taking time out is not actually what I need. Right, right. And I, and I like that too, the listening to your body and listening to yourself I think is huge. And, you know, I can't stress enough to her, and I'm sure you do this with all your clients too, but just, you know, keeping on an exercise routine and eating healthy and meditating, those three things that you said, those three things made the biggest mm. difference in my, in my everything. I mean, it made the biggest difference and it's not nothing that woo woo or too fancy like meditation for me. When I first heard about it, I was like, oh man, I'm not going to do that, you know, whatever. But it's really not that scary and it works and you can almost immediately tell a difference. Right, right. And I've, I've been quoted saying a couple of times um, that if you don't, t- as an entrepreneur, if you don't take care of your health and fitness and your well-being, then you're fucking kidding yourself. It's <laughs> yeah. not about whether or not you want to look a certain way. You have it's to about do it. the fact you've got to like treat your body as a premium machine 
put fuel into it as though it were a Ferrari, not a yeah. fucking, I don't know, like oh. thing that you want to keep in the back garden that's gathering rust and can't even drive anywhere. And that's how a lot of people treat their bodies. <laughs> oh, I know. And they like, wonder why they're not feeling good. Right. Like you think that this thing's just going to keep working for you um, regardless of um, how you treat it or how you feel it or what you put in. Like it's not like, okay, being a human being is pretty freaking magical, <laughs> but you've still got to fuel that machine and you've still got to give your body premium fuel if you want it to operate at a premium level obviously not just physically but also emotionally yeah. mentally and, and entrepreneurs struggle a lot typically with depression and with anxiety and, oh, yeah, and like yeah. a lot of serious stuff there that you know there's a lot of serious stuff there that successful people struggle with that doesn't get spoken about um that much and i think it probably needs to be spoken about more but i think that we also need to get serious within this industry about fitness and about health and about emotional well-being and not just treat it as something that gets slotted in when we have a spare few minutes or that's like a nice idea in theory but oh i'm too busy trying to rule the world right now i don't have time to look after my body oh yeah and i've been listening to a lot of podcasts about that and now i just think that people are starting to really get it especially in the entrepreneur world the ceo small business owner world is it is so important because we're kind of on this psychotic island all by ourselves <laughs> where totally I yep. mean, it's like we're up we're down we're up we're down we're excited we're depressed we're tired i mean it's a mess it's it's crazy being a small business owner it's almost bipolar um so i think that has to be talked about and almost every podcast that i've listened to has every interview that i've done somebody has talked about exercise meditation and food almost mm. every time and so i think it's getting there yep. but you're right what was Kat, What was your mistake? What, give me a big mistake. We talk about mistakes on here because I think it's something that we learn from, and I don't want to you know spend too much time on it. But what was something that you would say was a mistake, and and telling something, hey, don't do this. What would it be? Yeah, it ties directly back into some of the stuff that I was saying earlier about alignment. And the biggest mistake that I made was. Um, that I stopped listening to my gut because I, I came online in 2007. Um, I, I never set out to build an online business. It was it was an addition to my personal training offline practice right. that I had at the time. And it was really just a way to reach my customers in, in a different manner. And, and I hoped that I would get more clients from that and maybe get some you know corporate gigs, which I did. And then I kind of fell back in love with writing, which had long been a, a love affair during school days. And gradually became uh, aware of everything that was possible online. And that's when the entrepreneurial blood within really um, was activated, basically. And I awesome. started hustling. But it was all very organic. And it was really just me building this cool community of women all around the world, uh, starting in Australia, who were into fitness and who wanted to know about nutrition and fat loss. And we were talking about emotional eating and a lot of topics within fitness world that not everybody talks about. And I was really just having a conversation with the girls online I didn't know anything about online marketing I would I'd never even heard of the expression online marketing or internet marketing it, it wasn't about that it was a blog right but I was listening and I was talking to people and I was hearing what they had to say and so then I started creating information products based on what people had to say and what they were asking me for and that became a multiple six-figure business by by the end of 2012 and it was literally just like I was whacking links onto the Facebook page I didn't have sales pages or anything like oh, that really? wow yeah. Yeah, it was like before we knew about all this stuff, or sure. at least before I knew about it. And the mistake was for me that I got to that point where I was like, wow, fuck me, I'm making like 35 grand a month selling $99 <laughs> and less info products. Maybe I should get serious about this. And I set out to get serious about it. And so I went and I studied under some of the best internet marketing coaches and mentors in the world. 
Um, I spent over $300,000 actually being educated by the best coaches and mentors that I could find in the world. And I learned so much amazing stuff um, that I would never take back that time in my life because of various different things that I got out of it. But the biggest thing that I learned was look within yourself for answers because instead of me taking what I needed from the information that I learned and basically applying it to who I already was and what I believed in, instead I fell into a trap of feeling like, okay, well, for me to go to the next level, I need to basically be somebody who I'm not and show you. up in a certain way professionally yep. um, and position myself in a certain way. And and it just it was like this vortex that I just got sucked into without even noticing it where all of a sudden I was like, what am I even doing? What am I selling? Who am I? And I kind of hated like a lot of my clients at the time. <laughs> no, I, maybe <laughs> yeah, not hated. I get, people, no, I get it. No, you can say that. I get it. <laughs> you know what I mean? Right? Yeah. Like oh. it was just so hard work. And that's like back to where we started the the interview, the call just earlier where we were talking about um, how I, I got that, you know, reached that fuck this shit moment of going, sure. well, I'm just not going to do this anymore because if you can't be yourself, then what's what's even the point? So it was just a, a realization that the answers are within and the mistake is, and, and I have to be aware of this even to this day, you know, where you make a mistake in business, I think, is any time that you look outside of yourself for validation or for answers and, you know, accept that even though perhaps it negates something that you believe within yourself to be true. Now, Kat, do you, do you think that'll happen again? Like, do we always have to evolve and, and refigure out who we are? And, and do you think that, and do you think that there's going to be a point where you're going to get to that and you're going to have to have another throw your hands up in the air moment and be like, fuck this, because now I'm not doing something <laughs> I hit on like, or, or are you good? Are we good for the rest of rest of your career and, and your legacy? Oh, that, that's a very good question. <laughs> yeah, I don't right? know if anybody's ever asked, been brave enough to ask me that <laughs> um, because the truth is I think I'm going through a moment like that again at the moment oh, yeah. in various ways. Um, there's so like 80 to 90% of what I'm doing is so fucking aligned and I'm just like it's completely by design, right, the way that I run my business yep. in life. But there's certain elements where I've been realizing over the past few months that unwittingly I've been playing small or holding myself back or essentially allowing allowing myself to buy into my own bullshit about why I can't <laughs> yet elevate to where I want to go, right? And, and what this really speaks to is that I have massive fame goals. I want to be speaking on stages in front of tens of thousands of people. I want millions of people around the world reading and listening to my stuff. You should and I've take, always you should take Kat Leturzel's class. I heard that does just that. <laughs> that I'll, Kat Leturzel. Yeah, yeah, she's <laughs> awesome. She's awesome. I'll introduce you. Thank you. I you're, appreciate you're, you're welcome. Keep going. Keep going. I want to hear this. <laughs> um, you know, so these, these have been goals that I've had for like 25 years, right? Since my early teens. And it's been a knowingness, kind of like what I was saying before where my clients where they've always known this. But I guess I've always thought like, well, that's just going to somehow magically come to fruition sure. at some time. It'll just show and up. It's, Right. Like, okay, I guess like uh, it's not going to happen yet. You know, I think when you have really big goals and dreams, you imagine in your head that that's still in the future, right? When you're, when you're a real grown up. That's yeah. how I always think about yeah. it. When I know I'm, I'm starting really to, yeah. Of- <laughs> then I look in the yeah. mirror and I'm like, oh boy. And I'm like, oh my God, like I've got kids and I'm, I'm, I'm on the wrong side of 35. I think like I'm technically <laughs> classified as an adult. So what, what is all this gray stuff in my beard? What the heck? <laughs> <laughs> I know. I might have to learn how to do this adult thing at some point. Oh. Um, oh God. So I'm loving this interview, by the way. Um, so I've had to just really acknowledge and admit to myself in the past month or two that 
okay, let's get serious here. You say that you want to be famous and reach millions and also make millions. And like I have a seven-figure business online, but uh, my, my dream is it's like a $100 million empire, right? Sure. Um, and it's time to roll up my sleeves and get to work. And that had to begin with me acknowledging and admitting to myself that I wasn't actively committed to that goal, that I wasn't really doing anything to make it happen. I mean, I'm like, like I'm obviously know that I've achieved great success so far yeah. putting my business where it is and yeah. that that's empty for a lot of people and people want to know how to do that and I'm certainly proud of it and grateful but it's still like that's not me going in all in having a seven-figure business is not me going all in and so this has been a real couple of months lately of kind of cleansing and basically admitting to myself what my real goals are and actually locking them in um, and making that commitment internally first and foremost, but then talking about it, like even talking about it now, but I've been talking about it a little bit in different ways through my business as well, and then taking practical action on it, right? right. Also, which I've started to do. And, and that, you know, that's the Gary Vee interview that I did on the weekend that you referred to. That's an exact example of the fact that I made a commitment just a few weeks ago that I'm going to get to super fucking fame levels and I wanted to collude and collaborate in some way with Gary Vee. And, and I locked that commitment in and then, and then it happened, made it happen, right? Yeah, and I think, I don't want to say, because uh, I, I agree, I, I know 100% of what you're saying and I agree. And it's, you know, it's happening to us here too and, and to me. And, and I don't want to say that our business gets in the way of our personal brand. But, you know, the, the problem is, is with somebody like you and I is that the personal brand, mine's not yet. I mean, that's one thing that we're trying to build here. But your, your personal brand and you, your name, is your business. Mm-hmm. And so... You know, people want to learn how you did it. And one of the things that, that I firmly believe in that is if you can teach other people how to do it, um, you're, you know, that's the number one way for you to be able to do it yourself, obviously. But so how are you going to do that? Like, give me one thing that, that and it's got to be something that's related to what you teach your clients, because I'm sure you teach your clients the very same thing. What are what's one or two things that that we can do and then that you're going to do to make sure that you do get to reach that million people and and that business? What are some steps to do that? I mean, do you just write it down and and go like, for example, Gary Vee, you said, I'm going to do this. I'm going to find him and I and not find him. He's easy to find. But <laughs> <laughs> where is he? Jeez, yeah, you gotta track him down. Him. Yeah. <laughs> you're knocking on his window, <laughs> Gary. Yeah, but no, which is fine, man. You got to do what you got to do. But um so what are you going to do? What should we do? Yeah, look, I, it's a mix between the internal commitment and the internal work and the practical action, right? Okay. Um, I am super, super big on the concept of the steps or the process or the how being of a lower priority cool. than the intention and the commitment. Good. And I, I, I so much so that maybe I even shoot myself in the foot a little bit by resisting <laughs> any sort of concept of how or of steps or of process or strategy. Because when I look back, and I do this often, maybe once a month, I'll reflect in some way over my journey and I'll look at the things where success has come easily or rapidly or, or from what I would say from flow and where things have just really worked. And I analyze those moments or those passages in my business and life and it's always, always, always been when I've just made the commitment that I'm going to get this result, right? Where I've basically had that fuck this shit moment uh-huh. where I've gone, that's it, I'm done, I don't even care how it happens, I, this is going to happen now. Like it might be, you know, creating extra income in my business or it might be making money doing what I love or it might be even stuff, stuff like when I finally lost my baby weight after my first child, right? Where I was trying 
to follow all the rules and it wasn't working and then the same thing happened i threw my hands up in the air i was like fuck this shit i'm done with this baby body i'm getting back <laughs> into my fitness model body shape that i want and it honestly just happened in five weeks right you say this sort of thing to people and they're like yeah 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 but what did you do and obviously i can always talk about what i did but like i'm trying to just share really transparently and, and share obviously with like wanting to help people share what i feel works and for me it's always been when it, what I did was I made up my mind, like I made the fucking decision and I got out of my own way internally and I just saw it in my head as already being true. So that has to yeah. come first and then, then there does have to be practical action. Like, okay, I'll talk you about how I did the Gary V thing. I made my mind up in my head. I was like, this is like so far out of reach for me is what I was thinking. Like it's like so another level, right? Like how am I possibly going to connect with him? Like in my head, I guess I believed, well, that could happen when I'm more famous or more in the future, right? So I was yeah. one day when, when you grow up yeah. down the road, down when the road, I'm, that'll happen. When I become a girl. Right? Yeah, that's right. When you can be growing up. Yeah. Oh man, that's, I got to watch that. Yeah, you're right. When I start getting my hair fucking blue dried and wearing makeup when I'm on on um, interviews and that sort of thing, yeah. so <laughs> you know, so that 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 was what I had thought in my head. But I just decided I was like, I don't care how, but this is going to happen. I want to collaborate with him. I want to be in his world. Um, and so I committed to it internally. And then the next thing that I did is, you know, on a very practical level, I asked my publicist, "What do you think? How can we go about collaborating with Gary V?" And she said. Well, I'm doing some of his publicity work right well, now, so go. I'll ask him, right? Now, people are going to watch this and go, or listen to this, sorry, and go, oh, well, okay, then well, that's yeah, of easy. course. Well, yeah, yeah we like, can't all have cats publicity. Right. Your publicist knows him. Publicist. She's doing publicity work for him. Sure. But, okay, let's go backwards in time, right? The fact that I have a publicist, that, yep. I, that I choose to invest my money in that, that I built my business to a level before that where I'm, where I'm at that point. Yep. The fact that then Gary V, he said himself, right, that he went through my online material for 20 minutes and basically decided to give his time on a Saturday and even turned down talking to Fox News to talk with me and Regan, my co-host. Like, all of that comes about because of all of the work that came beforehand and the way that I've built my brand and all of that came about because of internal commitments that I made beforehand to standing out, to shining my light, to being who I'm in business. So if I had not earlier in time had that fuck that shit moment of committing to authenticity in my personal brand, mm -hmm. who knows whether, I, like I wouldn't be at a point where I have a seven figure business right now where I can hire a publicist who is also a super high level, amazing publicist. I'm going to shout her out by the way, Esther Kiss. She is fantastic. She is awesome. Um, she's just incredible. And in fact, that's how we're doing this interview right now yep. through Esther. She, yeah. yeah, she's been great for us on the other side. You know, I haven't hired her yet as a publicist. We're talking about that right now um, for some things that we're doing. But on the other side of it, she keeps booking me amazing guests, which is perfect. So I just, right. I love her. She's awesome. Right. So to even be able to play at that level, you know, it comes through all of the actions that came before that um, for, for you and your business, for me and my business. But it's also like for me, all of my actions that lead to this point in time where I could do that interview, where I can do this interview, where I can do a lot of the other things that I'm doing to create my fame plan. All of that was predicated by a decision yeah. and by a commitment and by an internal 
making up of my mind to go, fuck this shit, I'm done playing at that level, I'm now elevating to this new level. And I just, like, I'm getting goosebumps listening to myself, yeah, which is possibly quite Yeah, because it worked. No, you did it. You should, man. I'm getting goosebumps <laughs> right. listening to you too because now that I just think about all those little things that, you know, we always just take them for granted because we're just like, oh, yeah, well, now I'm here and I've got this business and whatever. But it took a lot yeah. of work. And if you didn't have your true self on there, if you didn't have – you know, get your free copy of my book from Amazon, Badass Business Bay book series, and your picture wasn't on there, and then all the other stuff that's on there, Gary probably would have looked at just another site and been like, eh, that's not a fit. But he saw something in the Hi. words that you wrote and the things that you did and your story and the truth behind it, and he said, you know what? That is exactly what I believe in. I'm going to talk to her. Because I, I think it's very similar, exactly. right? I mean, it wouldn't just, it didn't happen by chance, and it just didn't happen because you happened to be in that space. There was a lot more to it. Totally, totally. It's and it's the layering process, and there's just no way, there's no way to take the practical work and the hustle out of building a business, but there's no way to take the internal work and the commitment out of it as well. And I think people tend to get caught up in one or the other, in either trying to, you know, affirm and manifest their way to success without actually getting their hands dirty, or alternatively, people think that it's all about hard work and hustle and joining dots but they don't realize that success comes from within and, and it starts with belief. I feel that it starts with belief and that there's no other foundation and belief is a choice. Belief is something that you choose. You don't earn belief or you don't wait until you have faith. You make up your mind. And I think you have to have a lot of fuck the shit moments and you have to have a lot yeah. of, I mean, you have to have a lot of those and you have to know that just because you say it once doesn't mean that it's always going to go. Cause I I've said that a lot. And I have a lot of beliefs, but you know, sometimes it takes me seven, eight, nine times to say things until I finally get it right or until I finally believe it enough to where it happens. Right. And I think that's also a level of commitment, right? Like if you say something once and then it doesn't happen, it's not like you, you're going to then cry yourself to sleep going, Oh, well, I tried and cat was wrong and this, this doesn't work. I'm fuck that shit. Yeah. I'm it's probably like, going to cry. Yeah. I'm probably going to cry. <laughs> yeah. You know, it, it's that commitment that you've got to have where you're committed regardless of the daily outcome. Yep. So you might, you got, you just got to keep throwing those balls out there. Um, actually, like a quote from Gary Vee that he said in one of his daily V videos last week was, um, you, ju you just got to, he says, he said, I just keep on fucking swinging. That's exactly what he said. He, he said, like, he's the hardest working person. He knows with what he does and other people are, you know, trying to build a business or or they're hustling, I guess, to some level. And he said where he knows that he's different is that he just keeps on fucking swinging and that's how he got to where he is. And to me, that was like, like that's a wake up call for people because not everybody's willing to put that level of work in. And it's like, okay, cool. Don't put the work in, don't get the results. That's totally a choice. But if you want the outcome, you got to keep on fucking swinging. You're not saying, well, I'm going to have a few shots and if I don't get that outcome, oh, well, I guess I tried yeah, and it didn't swinging, work. Right. Okay. Over and you over didn't again. try unless you tried until you die. <laughs> That's, That's right. I like that one a lot. And I, <laughs> and I think there's always like, well, I'm never going to be Gary Vee or I'm never going to be Cat. You know, I think a lot of people would think that. But then, you know, he, he wasn't always who he is today and he didn't have this multi-billion dollar business either. Right, right. And God, like, we, we're just going to turn it into, like, the Gary Vee admiration show sure, right let's, now. Sure, let's, yeah. We should have got him on the line. He, he, <laughs> let's send him? it to him. <laughs> yeah. He, I mean, he is so fucking inspiring because you go back to his earlier videos, like the wine library ones, but even I was watching a couple of his um, Ask Gary Vee videos from a year ago because I was prepping for my interview and I was just watching a whole bunch of material that I've watched before but going back over it. 
and even like the intro on the Ask Gary Vee show a year ago was not as like awesome and powerful and, and just it wasn't quite as good as sure. it is now. It was, it was more, a little more low key. Um, and I didn't remember that because obviously you just watch it over time and you don't necessarily notice these changes. But you look at somebody like his stuff now or I know even in my community people look at my stuff now and they're like, oh, well, you know, this person's at that level. Like how can I possibly get to that level? I don't have that team or I don't know how to do that or I can't yet speak that well off the cuff or whatever it might be. It's like, yeah, but that only happened because of practice. Like, you go back to Gary Vee's earlier videos and they're, like, so rough and just so DIY. And, like, my stuff is largely still very DIY. But if you go back a year or five years or seven years or back to 2007 when I started online, like, it was way more DIY, obviously. And the only way you can can up-level is is to up-level, right? Like, I think sometimes people want to come in at that level of already having, you know, the following and the the image or the way that they position or present themselves. And it's like, well, it's not that you can't come in already, you know, being super proud of yourself and presenting yourself the way you want to present yourself. But if you physically don't have the resources um, to produce content at, you know, whatever level up here that you think it needs to be at, then produce it as you can today. Just do what you can today as who you are today. And that's the only way that you're going to elevate. Yeah. Hey everybody, this week's episode is also sponsored by Freshwater Apparel. Check out freshwateropparel.com, that's freshwateropparel.com, and check out their spring collection of t-shirts, and soon beanies are going to be on the way. We love these guys over at Freshwater. It's a Midwest clothing company, and they make all their products in Lansing, Michigan, and the shirts are 100% made in america so you can't beat that so if you love fresh water like we do here at michigan creative you should definitely check out their site lots more coming but right now they have t-shirts and tanks for both men and women like i said before beanies are coming stickers all that stuff so check out freshwaterapparel.com and get fresh back to the show so Kat, talk to us about employees. Um, you know, you, I'm sure that it's, it's easy to find. I, I don't want to say easy to find. I think we, at least here, we, we know how to really interview and get the ones that we want. I guess what I want to know from you is what is your advice on making sure that the employees that we have are doing, because if we don't teach our employees to do what you teach other people to do, to eat healthy, to, you know, make up your mindset goals, all those kind of things, um, and to launch and all those other things. If we don't really have our employees wrapped around the way that we think they're not going to be as successful or happy, how do you do that? Um, and how do you keep people happy, uh, working for you or working with you? I think that, you know, I think that speaks to values of the company and being authentic with what your company and your business stands for. Um, I, when I hire somebody, the ads that I use, uh, like quite hilarious if I do say so myself because I've made the mistake in earlier years of bringing people onto my team who just like basically don't agree with the way that I do things like they're like oh my god like it's so freaking chaotic um and messy and and like too fast like it's full on the way that I work is so fast paced and like imagine like a crazy creator mind throwing out just a hundred different ideas a day 
and then your team starts rolling them out and then they're nearly done and you basically go, oh, no, I changed my mind. No, now do, now do it totally and have it done by close of business as well, please. And meanwhile, here's like 14 other things that I just thought of in the last two and a half minutes. <laughs> right? Yep. So when I hire or when I bring somebody into my company, um, even if it's like freelancer or, or you know, low-level outsourcing, then I am really like I lay it down. I'm like, right, you need to be able to handle an extremely fast piece of work environment. Like imagine the most chaotic, frenzied, messy, work environment that you've ever been in and then multiply that times 100 and here is what I'm going to do and I will email you 45 times a day and no, I'm not going to put it in base camp because I hate it and you're just going to have to deal with it and like I really make myself sound like the, the horror employer basically from hell but when I do that and <laughs> I like I so much other detail that goes into that I just am brutally honest, right? It's the same to me, like bringing employees in or staff in. It's the same as attracting your ideal tribe in your business. Be brutally fucking honest with who you are. Like don't try and like pretty yourself up for an online dating website, so to speak, in business <laughs> and just let people see who you actually are and either they like love you because they actually love you for who you are or they think you're insane and they're like, get me out of here or they totally dislike you. And it's the same with bringing staff in. It's yep. got to be like, well, this is how it's going to be. This is what we stand for. This is what you're going to need to be able to handle and live up to. And if you don't, if it's not a hell yes for every single part of that and of what I expect, then don't even apply it. And I can tell you that I have 100% perfect, perfect staff and support since got taking this approach. Really? You know, and they still like, generally they still come on board and they think that they understand what I mean by fast paced. And then they're like, <laughs> they're like oh my God. You just need like a little like mountain retreat after the first two weeks <laughs> yeah. to recover. Um, but, then, but then they're cool, right? Like it's so many of my entrepreneur friends really struggle with staff and with support. Oh yeah. I have not single issue for years now because I, I just lay it on the table. And I like a little piece that you said there too. You, what you said was it's either hell yes or no. Exactly. Yeah. And that, that comes from Derek Sivers, who's an amazing um, entrepreneur and artist and creator to follow Derek Sivers. That's his concept. So he originally wrote the article, if it's not a hell yeah, it's a hell no. I don't think oh, that's okay. the exact title of yeah, the yeah. article. Yeah, but, yeah. but it's it's become a very famous concept. Cool. And a lot of people call it, you know, like the fuck yes concept. But it started with <laughs> yeah. him. It's a great article to look <laughs> to look up and read and, um, uh, you know, just really take that concept on board, which is it's very simple. It's either yeah. hell yeah or it's yeah, no. There's right. no in between. There's no gray area. Like, uh, maybe we could do that. Yeah, that was a hard lesson for us to learn. A hard, it was hard for us to say no because we were small. We were starting. We were saying yes to everything. But now, now right. we're able to do it. And I, boy, I tell you, that made a real difference. Yeah. So yeah. Give exactly. A, give us a book um, that you would recommend that's a must read for business or or life or mental or anything. What's a, what's a book we have to read? Yeah, there's there's so many. I would say one that comes to mind right now that um, is one of my top five for sure is How Rich People Think, and it's by Steve Seabold. Okay. And that taught me a lot. Um, to, it, it really taught me to believe in myself. It, it's actually scientifically based. He researched and studied and interviewed a ton, hundreds of people at different income and success brackets, and then he basically lays down comparisons this is how people who are playing small think and this is how people who are really wealthy and successful think so it's quite cut and dry um but what that book taught me and why i found it so powerful was 
a lot of the stuff he was reading to do with like how rich and successful people think, a lot of the stuff that he put down was stuff that I've always thought or felt, but it's stuff where I've told myself that I'm being uh-huh. a diva or being selfish or being unrealistic or, or being, um, uh, you know, disorganized with my life basically and, and thought processes that I've had from even a young age where I've tried to squash those thought processes down and thought, well, that's not, that's not the right way to do it. You know, you, you need to be more realistic or you need to be more appropriate or more organized. So for me, reading that book was very empowering because it made me feel that, wow, I'm on the right path and, and I'm not crazy when I when I have these dreams of reaching millions of people and making millions of dollars and, you know, this is how rich people think and this is how successful people think and that's how I think as well. Good. So, let's <laughs> so hey, there's a tribe of people that are just like me. Yeah, exactly. We'll have to check that out. If you could have uh, dinner with anybody, any business owner, who would it be and why? Ooh. I'm going to have to say that if I could have dinner with anybody, it would still have to be Gary V, even though I know I'm like bordering on stalker tendencies yeah, and yeah, I have he's, all. He's going to get a restraining already. order, yeah. Yeah, honestly, like he is the person, there's so many people who inspire me daily and there's certainly other people who are on my hit list, so to speak, um, quite a few of them. But he would be the person who most single, single-handedly inspires me with his hustle and and just like a lot of the stuff that he even said on our interview yesterday yeah. um, w- really was like, wow, like I haven't heard him say that before. And that just took it to a whole new level, like stuff to do with being who he is and, and the commitment to authenticity. But also he talked a lot about just starting where you are now and getting content out there and, and having it be like DIY and no fancy fonts and graphics and that sort of thing. And yep. just a lot of the stuff that I believe as well. I would I would absolutely love to spend any time I could just hearing what he has to say. So Kat, give us a quote. Um, I love quotes. We use them a lot here at Michigan Creative and in the Business Machine. What's your favorite quote? Can I give you one of my own quotes? Absolutely. (laughs) Cool. Um, So one of my favorite quotes of my own is, you don't need to slow down and breathe. You need to wake up and live. Oh, I like that. Yeah, because I think there's this just, you know, take a break breathe, figure everything out. But that's kind of what we've been doing our whole lives, right? Right. Like I think there's so much emphasis on, oh, slow down. You're doing enough. You know, be be kind to yourself. Um, don't be so hard on yourself. It's okay. Put your feet up. Take a break. You deserve it. And I'm like, you know what? Like most <laughs> of the time you don't fucking deserve that. No, you don't <laughs> at all. It's, we're not working that hard. I mean, as right, much as like, I can complain about work, it's like, come working. on, I'm not working that hard. Totally, totally. And like screw balance is another quote, right? Like I think if you're actually living a life of meaning and purpose and yeah. you 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 are willing to take that daily leap of faith to actively create a business from intent and live the life that you feel called to live, then it's still fucking hard work, but it's not like it's so rewarding and human beings are born to work. We are not born to sit on the couch and play games on Facebook, right? I think we have enough breathing time in our lives. And I also think, you know what? Like if you crash and burn, because people are like, you're going to crash and burn. You're going to have a meltdown. You're going to have a breakdown. I'm like, yeah, okay. And I'll get up. I'll have a massage. I'll have a nap. And then I'll keep going. Like I'm not going to live my life scared of crashing and burning and therefore not playing all out. Yeah. And, you know, we fall down a lot. It's just a matter of if we get back up, I think. And um, so I like that. I, you know, I like that a lot. As You know, we, we, it seems like 
we are always wondering when we're going to get there, when the work's going to get done, but it's never going to get done. It's never going to be done. You're never going to be finished. You're never going to reach all your goals and that's okay. And sure. it's a good thing. Yeah. Right. And, and I think that we, we need to submit to that and realize it's not about getting to the end goal. It, it is about how we play at the moment. You know, of course you can set goals and markers of success that you want to attain and reach and then absolutely acknowledge them as you reach them. But also realize that because you're human and, and if you are an ambitious and success minded human, you, you know, you, you're actually not going to be happy or satisfied if you don't have something to strive for. And in fact, you speak to high performance coaches of professional athletes and Olympic athletes, they'll they'll tell you that it's critical for the athlete to know in advance what the next goal is before they actually do the performance that they've been working towards. I just had on our podcast, he's kind of a local celebrity here, but he, um, he was in a Michigan state university football player. Then he played in the NFL for eight years and I never knew this about him, but the day he was done with NFL football, he went into a deep, dark depression for two years. Right. That's a perfect example. Because he was, since he was in third grade, TJ Duckett uh, for Michigan State, since he was in second grade, he was a football player. From the time he could walk, he was a football player until his career was over. And I think he was, he was really young, like 30 something. Then all of a sudden there was one day that he was a football player and the next day he wasn't. And he had no idea who he, he had no idea. He's like, well, if I'm not a football player, what the hell am I going to do? And that was, right. kind of, that was hard. Exactly. And I think that we're often taught, you know, that it's about striving to reach a goal and then you get to relax and, you know, <laughs> like put your feet up. No, you need to know already what you're going to strive for next. That doesn't mean that you can't still stop and acknowledge your goal and treat yourself or, you know, um, pat yourself on the back and and like, you know, I guess you can sleep an hour or two here and there if you really must. But (laughs) but you just (laughs) silly. But yeah, he said like he didn't even want to go to the weight room anymore because he he started to think he he was like, "Well, well, I don't need to go to the weight room anymore. There's no reason. Exactly. Exactly. So we, we are purpose driven creatures. We are, and you know, th- th- and this is why, like I can get quite, we were, if, if we go down that path, but I really fully believe that we're born with a purpose and that we are called to, to do something in particular in our lifetime and that we each have certain gifts and talents. Mm-hmm. And I think those gifts and that purpose can be expressed in a multitude of ways. And sure. I think there's like one magical way that you've got to figure out. Um, but we are purpose driven and, and we, as humans, we are born to create, we are born to strive. We are born to to keep on taking forward steps, basically. And we're not born to sit on a couch and stuff our faces and watch some shit on TV, right? And yeah. a lot of people seem to think that that's actually the purpose of life is to get to 5 p.m. or even in business to get past a particular goal or task that you're working on in your business so that then you can sit back and eat, drink, and be merry. And it's like, well, you know, you can eat, drink, and be merry anytime, but you can, you can continue to have a purpose around that. I love that. Kat, uh, wrapping up here, give us, um, some technology or an app or some software that you can't live without. What do you use every single day? Well, the iPhone, I mean, (laughs) 
Yeah, I could. If I had to, I could certainly run my entire business off off my iPhone sure. and with the different media platforms there. And sometimes I've even typed out like a two thousand word blog post on my phone if I'm yeah. at the playground. And the kids are off with their friends, and I'm like, oh my god, I've got to write about yeah. this one thing. You know, I got Definitely. the bigger iPhone, and I was like, oh man, I'm gonna look like such a dork talking on it. But at the six plus or whatever, and I do look like a dork when I talk on it. But that's here nor there. I don't think that has anything to do with the phone. It's just probably me. But um... <laughs> <laughs> that's Suzuki tattoo on your back. <laughs> yeah, yeah, with the Suzuki. <laughs> tattoo in my iPhone. I'm, pre- I'm pretty badass. Um, <laughs> but yeah, you're right, man. I mean, we can do everything on our phones. And I, you know, at first I was like, ah, we're too connected to our phones and it's, it's just this thing. It's almost attached to us. But then, then now I'm like, well, well, yeah, but you know, this is just a tool. It's like any other tool that we've ever had since, you know, the cavemen, you know, they had tools that they used to help them do different things. And now I think our phones are becoming a tool if they're used in the right way way i mean it it is it is definitely a tool and that's where our customers are too so yeah exactly and and i have the big one as well and when i got it i was like oh my god but you you adapt to it so quickly now i I have my wife's phone it's just like oh yeah and hers is hers is the next one down and it feels like i'm gonna break it because it feels so tiny yeah Yeah, so tiny yeah yeah Yeah, and so clunky as well. It's it's like, what is this small ugly thing (laughs) um (laughs) i think you know you can if you want to, you can try and live your life without going down that particular rabbit hole um, with, with technology and with social media. Mm-hmm. But if you want to build a personal brand or, or indeed any sort of brand, it's a social world and, and accept reality. It's like somebody basically back in the 19 whatever saying, well, I'm not getting off my horse and cart. All you fools with your cars can move into the modern world. But, you know, I'm not going to let technology take over my life. And it's like, yeah, well, you're actually kind of an idiot, but do what you want to do. One of the quotes one of our guests said that I love that relates to a little bit is Henry Ford, you know, he didn't ask anybody what they wanted because he said, you know, if I asked people what they wanted, they would have said faster horses. Exactly. I love that quote. I love <laughs> yeah, it's, I love it. It's like, oh, my God, that makes total sense today. It makes total sense. Totally. Yeah. And and that's the reality with social media. I think like if, you know, for me as a parent, I've had to really be yeah, conscious too. there to not go too far down that pathway. I remember when my first phone was around two years old and, and, and she started noticing the phone thing and I've had to make a conscious decision there to not be on my phone all the time when, when I'm with my kids. So that's, that's an area where I'll have boundaries where I'll go, okay, now it's time to be a yeah. mommy and like I, I might, you know, make a little video or something occasionally when I'm with the kids. <laughs> Just don't let them see you use it. Mom, get <laughs> off your phone. Uh, exploit them for my business. <laughs> yeah, I, I, I do that. Yeah. <laughs> Let's be honest. Yeah, yeah. Um, but mostly it's like, no, no, it's playtime now. And, and my daughter, I mean, she's six now, the oldest. And so yeah. she's such a little, she's like, mommy, no phones, put yeah. your phone yeah. down. I've been using my so, two-year-old Cora. She's like super cute. She's two and I've been exploiting her because on Instagram, I found that if I put a quote on there with her picture on it, it gets a lot oh, yeah. of likes. Oh my God, yeah. it's awesome. Yeah, totally. Totally. <laughs> yeah, I'm all over that. <laughs> All right, Kessel, somebody's thinking I'm about ready to have a fuck this moment and I need to talk to Kat and I need some somebody to, to help me guide my fuck this moment through so I don't go crazy. What's the best way for them to get a piece of, of you and, and, and figure out how to head down that path correctly? Yeah, the best place to get in contact with me is catlaterzo.com. My website, so that's K-A-T-L-O-T-E-R-Z-O.com. Um, there's a bunch of free resources on there if you want to join the community and it's certainly like 5,000 plus blog posts. So that should keep you going down the rabbit hole yeah. for a while. We'll talk to you in a couple um, of years. 
Yeah, exactly. And I'm on so I'm on all the key social media platforms just yeah. under Carla Terzo. So you're certainly welcome to connect with me wherever it suits you best. Awesome. So last question, and it's a big one, but what do you think or what do you hope your legacy will be? Hmm, that's, an, that's an awesome question. I just want to know that I've inspired um, and motivated and empowered people to, to press play, which is the expression that I use a lot. Yeah. I, I sign up all my blogs and my videos with life is now press play. And that's what it's about. I want to, I, I, I mean, my call, I'm not, I'm not going to be super humble and say, I just want to know that I helped one person. I want to help millions of people. I want my legacy to be that I've impacted millions of people to press play on the life that they know that they were called for. I love it. Kat, thank you so much for being on our show. It was a great one. Um, I love talking to you. I love reading your stuff and, and, um, I can't wait to see what tomorrow, what the next hour brings for you probably. So thanks again for being on our show. Um, we really appreciate it. I think you gave a lot of great stuff to our, our, uh, our listeners. Thank you so much for having me, Brian. And honestly, this is one of the most fun interviews that I had. So I really, really? appreciate your – well, they're all fun, but no, no joke. It was really fun. I appreciate your interview style and the questions. Oh, good. Um, a little bit out of left field. So that was really cool. Yeah, good. Well, thank you very much. And I'll be protesting outside of your office since guys aren't allowed. So look really- <laughs> Yeah. I'm going to have myself look out for the dude with the Suzuki tattoo. Yeah, 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 I'm, yeah I'm hard to hide. The big phone and the Suzuki tattoo guy. <laughs> yeah, look out for that. <laughs> All right. Thank you. And have a great rest of your day. Um, and we'll talk to you soon. Thank you. Kat Laterzo is at catlaterzo.com. We're going to link up a bunch of stuff in the show notes. And you can get her free copy of her book, Badass Business Babe Book Series. Guys, you too. But uh, you should read it. You should connect with her. Great story. Um, honest, um, badass, I think is a good way to put it. So this is a good one. Thanks everybody for joining us and we'll see you on the next business machine. I'm your host and CEO of Michigan creative Brian town. Thanks guys. See you.